brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome everybody to this sud segment where good beer meets bad radio. Greeting and introduce host. Oh, I did it again, just like that. I, you know, we need to tune that up a bit. Thank Mike, you. don't read this part. I think this would be I'm Ron Burgundy. First time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your hosts here, good old boy Mike. And joining you here is good old boy Dave. There can be only one. <laughs> that is very true for you, Dave. That is that is very true. There could only be one Dave. That's that's wow. That's been. enough. <laughs> is it though, Kendall? Is it? <laughs> Good old boy, Kendall is here. As always, I am thrilled about being here, and this is going to be a fun show. How many bloggers do you lose on average for every episode you record with us? Oh, I'm sure it's. Well, I don't know. We don't have that many listeners. Three so. to five percent. <laughs> Bloggers that you know, uh, well, not listeners, but people that you know subscribe. It's just, yeah, you just watch the slow decline over time. Right? He tells them it's a different Kindle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's one L. Right? I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah don't listen to that guy. <laughs> and joining us is good old boy. That's the first time you've gotten that intro. So yeah. I thought he had your standard sound effect loaded. Good old boy Tim is here. Well, thank you for having me. My reputation precedes me. Yeah. I uh glad he, my he asked for something a little special. A little special. You don't yeah. want to go with Timmy. Yeah. That'll All that'll right. come up later, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Cellaring beer. Well, it can be a bit intimidating when you're first starting out, but if you follow a few simple rules, it's simple. Maybe if we talked about how simple that entire sentence was. Yeah. It's very well, simple. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> Let me write that down. Dave can't write scripts anymore. All right. Or ever. All right. <laughs> all of the Suds Hope Cellar beer, and today we're all sharing some beer from our cellars. We'll discuss some things that we look for when we're picking beers to age for a while. Before we get started, though, this says this Suds episode wow. says Oh, Mike can't read scripts anymore. I can't read. <laughs> Bring back Julie. Where's Julie? <laughs> this Suds episode is brought to you by Stuff and Things. Do you like stuff? Do you need things? Well, come on down to Stuff and Things. We have more stuff than anyone, and our things are so competitively priced. Stuff and Things, Things and Stuff, Stuff and Things and Stuff and Things. Now with more stuff. So generally speaking, as opposed to specifically speaking, <laughs> more. <laughs> Could you do the rest of this episode up. in mime? Okay. <laughs> in three, two. That was my best mime impression of me reading this. All right. It was it was short, but it compelling. Generally speaking, most beers do not improve with age. Did you hear that? I'm going to say that again slower. Absolutely. For those of you in Iowa, most beers do not improve with age. Uh, 
there are three things to look for if you want to sell our beer. One, is it strong? Like let's, me. Let, no. <laughs> let's say like 8 or 9% uh, ABV. Okay? Yeah, like me. <laughs> mm, that's true. That's very true. Got us correct. So you can hit the bell for that. All right. Very good, boy. Uh, is it smoked? I personally hate all smoked beers. I do. I'm sorry. I don't, you know, there's like three on the planet I like. But to be fair, you technically hate almost all beers. No, I don't hate all <laughs> beers. There's just some that I don't particularly enjoy. Like 99% of them. Well, if you uh, if you do uh, age smoked beers, they can actually mellow some of the smokiness, uh, you know, out a bit if you do uh, cellar them. Is it sour? Uh, now, sour beers uh, can change and mature over time, um, usually because they have some kind of culture, you yep. know, in them. So that, lab, that bacteria is still working. Yep. Yep. Uh, that was the one comment we had when we opened all of these today: is we didn't un- end up with a gusher, so nobody uh, brought something that was had alive. some bugs alive in it. And bugs, we mean by you know, usually a uh, bacteria of some kind. We didn't mean Tim's hair. Well- <laughs> Well, but when those get into it, foams up. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get to find out how these kind of mature over time, and I'm sure we'll have. Um, we're going to get to taste these today, Tim. Why don't you read the sud ratings for us today? I want you to use your favorite seller voice. Okay. All right, we'll give it. A, we'll give it a go. Uh, so today we'll be discussing and rating these beers with these suds ratings, 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 plus our signature belching sounds. And here they are now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud, bud. Two, was that a belch, belch, belch? <laughs> Three, ah, what a relief, relief, relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound, sound. And five, ah, listen to that hang time. Give me another, another. Thank you, Tim, 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 Tim. You're welcome. I think you should, uh, so there you go. You can put that on the bottom of your resume. I did a good fake seller impression on the radio. I'm so. going to put that at the Hell, top of my resume. Say, yeah, that's the I only thing on is, his resume. I definitely think that is material you should use as a as an excellent skill. I yeah. think a life goal is to have a beer seller where you actually create an echo. That, <laughs> that would make me happy. Yeah. Well, uh, we've kept uh, all of our beers that we brought today. We have six in front of us. Uh, we've kept them concealed. Um, and so what we're going to do here is we're going to open these up one through six um we're uh the first thing we're going to do is we're gonna actually talk about the beer uh without knowing what it is uh to keep us like super honest um we'll give us some continuity um that's what we're known for is being super honest yeah that's for sure and simple yeah and it's very simple very like simple 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 like you know exponentially simple And generally speaking, uh, so <laughs> the, uh, after we talk about the beer, we'll actually pull the bag off. We're doing this in real time, like right here in front of the microphones and everything. So you'll hear our real-time reaction to uh, the reveal. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, the person that brought that beer will actually talk about specifically what that beer is and kind of what they thought about it. Because most, you know, a lot of these beers we've tasted before they've been uh, aged and then after they've been cellared uh, here as well. So you'll get to hear a lot of our reaction in real time today. Well, let's get right to it. Oh, here, let me open it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, here, let me write glug, that glug, down. Glug, 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 Get glug, better glug. sound effects budget for Dave. All right, hang on. I just I want to make sure I make that good production note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, beer number one. What you guys think about this? Um, we'll start it's with quite pungent. <laughs> um, get a lot of roast right on the nose yeah uh, i think there's definitely coffee chocolate and getting those same flavors in the beer it's coffee chocolate could be a stout or a porter what is it i think it's a pilsner <laughs> i think it's uh imperial stout imperial stout all right i, I had imperial stout as well yes. yeah okay all right uh yeah definitely i thought the uh the intensity of the mm-hmm. dark roast so off roasty. the nose uh, was definitely there, and that kind of you know maintained all the way through. Super chocolatey. Pouring yeah. it out the bottle is a thick syrup. You know, it looks like it some was. motor oil. It was um, very viscous. Yes, is this WD forty? We've had a lot of motor oil beers. Um, so barrel aged or not barrel aged? I don't think it's barrel aged. Hmm. Okay, I, I did not get that. All right. Yeah, I don't think it was barrel aged. Hmm. Get a lot of roast on there. So, uh, did you like some of the effects? Uh, that you think the seller might have brought to this? I know you don't know what it is, so I don't know. Like, I don't know that I I detect anything that a was aging would have done. Like, hmm. there wasn't any oxygen or. The only thing I notice in, in especially coffee cellar beers is that coffee can that flavor will fade a little bit over time. It was still here for this, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, was still definitely around. Yeah. You, what is the age on this one? Will you tell us that before you reveal? Um, yes, I will tell you. This is only a year old. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just a baby. Yeah, it's just a baby seller experience. So hmm. sometimes that's enough. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Uh, why don't we uh, grab uh, bottle number one? You guys can pull the bag off. Grab Mike's bottle and pull yeah. his bag off. <laughs> drum roll as I unveil number one. I don't have a drum roll. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ah, we have coffee. Is it just sump? Coffee sump. Oh, okay. man. Yeah. Perennial that's a sump. Very, very yeah. good beer. Perennial yeah. It was tasty. Ale. I like this one a lot. Uh, so, good old boy Mike brought this beer. And let me tell you a little bit about it. This is the 2017 edition of uh, Sump uh, Coffee uh, Stout. Um, this is a, a beer that they make every year. Um, so the brewer for Perennial is uh, Phil Wymore. Good guy, great friend. We've mm-hmm. all hung out with Phil um, several times. We have, we've even done some uh, some shows on Perennial, all the Perennial beers. Tim this got one. in a knife fight with him once. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twice actually. Did they yeah. play the uh, the Star Trek you know uh, theme? I don't know. I blacked out from the loss of blood. Yeah. Well, definitely, if you drank this whole bottle of beer, you'd probably wipe out. Yeah, that's what preceded the knife fight. Why don't you look at the ABV on that front? I'll talk about the rest of this because I didn't actually write that down. 10.6. That's it. It's a big beer for sure. So, uh, a key player uh, along with this beer is uh, Scott Carey, uh, is the chief coffee roaster for some. And uh, I have a, a pretty cool story uh, to talk about um, here with uh, the perennial sump beer. I'm going to tell it after the break. But I'll tell you a little bit more about the beer beforehand. So this is basically a Braxis, um, which mm. is their mm-hmm. stout beer. They also release every year, and it's just blended with coffee. It's, but it- 
Which one has some of the the cinnamon and spices in it? Is that the Abraxas or is that a different no, version? Uh, that's a different perennial ale uh, for sure. Yeah, Abraxas mm. is straight up imperial stout. I, I swear I've had a cinnamon Abraxas before. Mm-hmm. Well, they may Maybe. have done a variant. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, I bet it was good. Um, so uh, a lot of uh, effort definitely goes into uh, making this. Um, it does change over year over year. We'll talk about it more right after this break. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's Suds episode, we are uh, having a cellar brown bag experience. Um, each of our hosts has brought a beer we pulled out of our cellar. We've thrown it in a brown bag, and we're tasting these blind and uh, discussing the concept of cellaring beer as we kind of go along here as well. The beer that we just opened um, off the bag was uh, some perennial, the 2017 edition. I talked a little bit about this is an imperial stout, um, coffee stout. Phil Wymore is the brewer from Perennial, and Scott Carey is the coffee roaster from Sum. So uh, this particular batch for 2017 was a coffee from the Kaka uh, region Caca, of, <laughs> of Colombia, and I am Caca. probably saying that very – I'm probably pronunciating that uh, very poorly. I don't um, think it's Kaka. Yeah, no, it's not uh, – that. It's not quite it, and thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so this is a, a really classic coffee stout profile full of uh, uh, caramel, um, or how do you say it, Kendall? Caramel. 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 Not caramel. Caca. Yeah. That's, a, that's a regional dialect, how you pronounce uh, caramel. So I just... Caramel. Um, caramel. Caramel, maple, and pecan are the three uh, signature flavors. Pecan. Yeah, right. Uh, Maple. If you're from Michigan. (laughs) Maple. (laughs) You got to say it like Maple, dude. (laughs) So, uh, where are you from, boy? (laughs) Quick story I had here on uh, this beer. So, uh, I happened to uh, have an opportunity of actually uh, blending this beer with Scott and with Phil. Um, I want to say it was the 2014 edition. Um, It was really nice. They invited me to just kind of, we met at a bar um, in the St. Louis area. And uh, so they had some of the Abraxas, and then Scott uh, actually brought several different uh, styles of coffee. Um, and then at different uh, dilution points is where he had, you know, the coffee as well. And then we figured out both which coffee variety and then what proportion uh, worked out really well for the batch. And I've blended a lot of beer. That happened to be probably one of the first ones that I was really involved with at blending it all. And, uh, it was really cool, actually, just sitting with the two of them, and uh, I don't know. Between our three palates, I really thought we knocked it out of the park. I really enjoyed that batch. I've had you know this beer probably easily eight different years, and um, I really love how Scott and Phil both really put their spin on this beer every year. So this is a great seller choice. Um, I really don't think the cellar really alters this. It really kind of Does tones it. down some of the bitterness of both the dark roast mm-hmm. and the stout. And yep. you guys are all nodding your head. So as well as uh, it keeps the coffee in check, you know, as well. So have was, you guys had this before or after uh, like this? I've had some before, but I, I don't know what ages. But that, that one is a very smooth one. I think that, I've only that, had it new. Yeah, yeah I've mostly yeah. had it fresh as well because I get it and want to drink it. Yeah. Um, but I think the time would help this beer a lot <clears throat> in like, I think the bitterness from the roastiness and, uh, you know, slight booziness, just nothing aggressive or, or off putting, but I think over time it would, 
taste even less like 10.4 10.6 i think this is one that you could easily age for like three years three four years and like try it like i would you know i would buy one age it for three years and buy the version three years from now and then try them together mm. see what that tastes like i did uh manage uh to um, have a five-year vertical tasting this at uh, nice. a bottle share one time. Wow. And that was really kind of interesting. Definitely the interplay of the different coffee varieties was very distinctive, you know, across all of those. And you could definitely see uh, Scott's, you know, fingerprint kind of all over this beer uh, for sure. So, you know, I think if uh, certainly if Scott ever decided to move beyond coffee, which I think that would be a tragedy personally, because uh, I really admire uh you know his ability of of beans um, and really what he does as a roaster. It's pretty amazing. I mean, the guy closes a full day of the week just for coffee R and D. Wow! And wow. and their shop doesn't even open until nine a.m. If you can imagine having <laughs> probably one of the w- top five coffee shops, and you have enough cojones to say we're not going to open until nine o'clock. Who's buying coffee at nine o'clock? All the people don't have a job. That is crazy. I know. And they're still stacked up outside of Sump, you know, in uh, St. Louis, you know, every day you'll see like a line of 10 people will be standing out there no matter what the weather is. And they're just like, when's this place going to open? They got any of that uh, cat poop coffee? Um, serving that? No, not. Copy Luwak. So, uh, (laughs) gosh. (laughs) <laughs> to leave it to Dave to go right to the bottom of the barrel. Uh, That's where it hangs out. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about our Sudge rating for the uh, Sump Perennial for 2017 that was aged for about a year. Our Sudge rating for this is going to be a four. So, Mike, uh, why don't you tell us what your cellar is like? Um, so, my cellar is probably uh, in two distinct areas. I have... Uh, one area, no light, um, no no uh, air conditioning, no heat, no nothing. Is that the room Dawn makes you sleep in? <laughs> no, your your beer cellar. We're talking about. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. Yeah, not not opposed to Mike's timeout room. So, uh, <laughs> Mike, I just take my go phone to the room. There, I watch cable TV. But down honey, in that room. Mike, go to the room yes. now. Uh, okay, look, whatever it takes to make it work this long, I'm, I'm willing right. to do that. Absolutely, so. yeah. Everyone's love is unique. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Tim, uh, you better get a room picked out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you tons of advice. Uh, so uh, that's uh, one area that I have, uh, and then I I have um, some conditioned areas uh, that I keep wine in, and I do uh, keep some beers um, in those wine vaults as well and it always maintains it at about 58 um there are some other uh areas that i'll uh you know just drop beer and so i one of the key things uh that i definitely do with beers i store everything upright i don't lay anything down there are a couple of loons um and i'm sorry that's a uh, turn i i lay down some um some belgian sour beers yeah um yeah. that actually have a cork um, embedded in the bottle, and I'll lay some of those uh, down horizontally and not store those upright. But those are about the, and again, that's unique to the packaging. Uh, that's the only reason why I do that. If they're cork and cage or if they are uh, just a crown cap, yeah, just store those upright. The reason you lay those others down is to keep the inside of the cork wet, wet right? yeah, yeah, and to maintain the seal on the mm-hmm. bottle. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Cantillon is the one that tends to yep. throw a cork in. Absolutely. And, and most of those Lambics hold up just fine, land on their side. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of the things that can happen laying a bottle inside, you give the oxygen more surface area too. Yeah. But, but the bugs true. are going to clean that up. So it's it's really not a problem with that style. Yeah. You can do it either way, but um, that's a... Uh, that's how uh, you know Cantillon. They when they store everything, you know, for one to three years, they're storing everything horizontally. So, I would say just take the clue from them. They even ship horizontally. Their yeah. cases, the bottles are laid on their side. That's true. Yeah, I've um, never seen a case of Cantillon. Lucky, <laughs> I got one at the house. <laughs> I um, show it to you after party. Yeah, Kendall's that'd be house. nice. Yeah. While we're uh, going along here, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, what's the most unusual uh, thing you found in your cellar, you know, along the way? Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, I mostly only find spiders and beers that Julie bought that I didn't know about. (laughs) Which is more frightening? Uh, Since I don't always see the credit card bills, probably the spiders. Hmm. Well, uh, you're definitely going to find some uh, unusual things, you know, in your beer cellar over time. Um, so I'll definitely a live a spider trumps a dead pretty much anything. I will say that when you're grabbing for a <laughs> bottle and crawls it depends over on your, the size of the spider. Well, if it crawls over your hand, it really doesn't matter. I was about to say, do you prefer finding things dead or alive? You know, in yeah. that state in your cellar, dead, dead. Wow, be careful what you wish for. Well. Um, let's talk about beer number two then. Uh, what do you guys think about beer number two? I like this beer, man, but it confuses me. Yeah, it took me a it couple is, sips to. It's confusing. Uh huh. I think I was starting to uncrack the code. Yeah, I'm curious to know what you guys think about this one. Cause Very sweet. Um, I thought it had a lot of honey overtones. Uh, the it had kind of a cola like you know uh, finish to it as well. Is this a malt liquor? I actually it is not. I I peg this as thinking this is actually a mead just because of the the honey overtone to it. And it's not a mead. He says it's not a mead. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I definitely honey and braggot written down. Um, yeah, that's not a bad choice. Yeah, I would say a braggot is a another good way of looking at this. It, that. Heavy sweetness is, I think, the signature component here. Very floral. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and I get that cola thing. Like, at first, I thought it was oaky and vanilla. And then I thought, is this, you know, one of those stouts that they try to pass off as a golden beer? Because it had some, like, I don't know what. I still don't know what the flavor was. And then the honey just started coming through like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure uh, what the effects were with cellaring for this. Uh, to me, it tasted a little bit past its prime. Yeah, I don't know what I, it was supposed it's, to be. It's about a year and a half old, and uh, I have had this beer fresh, and it's definitely better fresh than it is now. I think it would age maybe up to a year, but I think the age has hurt some of the delicate flavors in this. Not uh, it, It's not bad. It's just yeah. I feel like I'm tasting something that once was about three times bigger than it is right now. It's like a muted version of but something. But by all accounts, ABV, what they did with the beer and how they handled it, it should have been one that would have aged well, according uh-huh. to all the standards. Interesting. But there's also flavors in there that I don't think held up. So what, let's do the big reveal. Do You guys, you guys want to pull it out of the bag? Uh, no, we'll let you. You brought yeah. this, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Oh, interesting. Allagash James Bean. Basically a barrel-aged triple with cold-pressed coffee in it. Yeah, that is definitely not a me. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys were hitting on some of those flavors. I I think that's where you're getting the cola. You picked up on the uh, oak and the vanilla. So... See, I, was, I almost thought like something Belgian, but then it didn't really have a lot of the notes that a lot of Belgian no beers banana. would have. Zero banana. Yeah. 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 So it's a it's really interesting beer. Uh, triple with coffee and a bar- bourbon barrels. Just a, there's a lot going on. And, and I think when you get it fresh, you pick up some of that. I, I really think the oh, coffee faded. Guys, number two work for. <laughs> I definitely didn't pick up on the coffee, you know. Well, after the sump, you're just not going to. It was so. Yeah. I, I yeah, tasted that, this before I tasted anything else, and I still get hints of it. But then I tasted the sump, and there's like, there's no coffee in here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, first I thought it was oaky, which I guess it is. But then I thought it was one of those golden stouts because I got some chocolate. I wrote down coffee, and then I crossed it out. <laughs> you were right. I seem like well, some kind of imperial blonde. I wrong to cross it out. Something. Hmm. I, I still, I wonder if. I mean, I guess, you know, triples are usually um, like Belgian candy syrup or, or something like that. But I can't get I can't get past the honey like Mike was talking about. Well, this will be so I'm back to the land of Allagash in a few mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, mm. So I have a place in New Hampshire. It's a nice place and, to be. Uh, so I, I get my fill of all things in the region. Uh, and definitely out Allagash is one of the ones that, and I have quite a bit of things in my cellar, you know, in that house, uh, as well. And Allagash is definitely yes. something I've, uh, I have probably, you know, a couple of cases of there. So Allagash is good the, age. So this was bottled March of 2017. So hmm. a little over a year and a half old. Interesting. That's a pretty good, you know, like some stuff, you know, like a lot of stuff I sit on for several years, but it's fun to bring stuff out about a year, yep. year and a half after, you know, um, just to, you, cause you can still kind of remember what it tasted like fresh and then, you know, to, to see like, Oh, how did it progress? You know? Yeah. I, I think a lot of people age some beer too long, you know, yeah. I, and they'll have these huge verticals. And even when I've tasted, you know, big 10, 12 year old verticals, the sweet spot always feels like on beers that will age a long time. That's six, seven years. Yeah. Once I mean, you I think get past five, the kind of the general up past cutoff, 10, but, you get a lot more oxidation. You yeah. just get all the flavors just start fading. That 2001 JW Lee though, man, that's an that exception. Was, that was a, the very rare exception to the rule. Yeah. Great, uh, great beer. Did you think that it was, uh, worth um, cellaring when you look back at it now? No. I think this one you should probably drink fresh. Yeah. And no more than six to nine months. And I share that same uh, opinion as well. well. I think part of the thing is, too, like especially with barrel-aged beers, the brewers, they age it for a while. Yep. And then when they bottle it, their expectation is, hey, we've aged this thing to the point where it's perfect. Now you need to drink it. Yeah. I've, I think uh, the I want to say the Crusoe um, is a, another a, a Allagash I'm, beer. I've got one of those too, and I'd Gosh. have to say I'm uh, I've had a couple of those with a year on them, and those are pretty exceptional. Mm-hmm. What's the? There's an annual release that is a really great beer, and I've had two or three of those that are thrown back. It's like mm, like Celebration or uh, something like that. Uh, I know Kendall and I are both fans of the Evera. 
Uh, the one in Brandy Barrels from Allegash. Yeah, that one's good. Oh, yeah. I remember we did. Yeah. Most of the Allegash stuff ages really well. Yeah, uh, but not long. Yeah, I wouldn't hold those right. for no more than a year. A yeah. year or two, max. Two, yeah. two that, um, that Allegash Lime Marita, dude. I mean, if you sit on that thing too long, <laughs> yeah, lime it'll, just it'll fades. Turn on you. Turn on you. Turn just on you. Just the normal Rita. It'll yeah, that you. five year goes. It goes really well Woo! with that too. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's. Uh, our Suds rating here for the Allagas James Bean, the 2017. Is that right? That's right. Uh, our Suds rating for that is going to be a three. All right, Kendall, what's the favorite thing you found in your cellar that was alive or dead? I haven't found anything in my cellar because my cellar is a temp-controlled refrigerator. Oh, wow. Oh, well. Yeah, I've got a I've got a refrigerator with one of those Johnson Control temp sensors oh, yeah, on it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I keep it at uh, steady 55 degrees. Nice. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. And I know you've had some uh, five-year-old IPAs that you've pulled out of the back. <laughs> that thing, no, you? Nothing IPA ever goes into that. Oh, well, that stays in go. the real the drinking beer. Okay. You know what? Right. I'd have two refrigerators yeah. in the garage. Oh, okay, one well, for cellaring, yeah. one for drinking. I've yeah. aged that makes some IPAs, and ge- as a general rule, it's not a good idea. But I've had a couple that I had were one, okay. I, I had mean, one. I think you guys. N- well, maybe not. Maybe the guy gave me the James Bean. It was a Foley Brothers triple IPA huh. that I'd forgot about, about a year old. And it was still pretty nice because a triple yeah. IPA is going to hold up. Yeah. What's well, all? That's oh, yeah. basically a barley wine Essentially at that bar- point. It's a yeah. re- rebranded barley wine. Well, let's yeah. get to uh, beer number three here. Uh, so what do you guys think about beer number three? Oh, I, in- I thought it, uh, first things I wrote down, the- I think it's some sort of Belgian beer. I wrote Belgian strong. Yep. Yeah. Dark strong. I'm getting raisin, figs, cherries, yeah, a lot of figs, yep. toffee, a little sugar. Totally. Nice and sweet. Yep. Yeah. Belgian. I like uh, ABT 12. Uh, not a not a bad uh, choice. I think it's an it's a nice beer. I mean, it's it's drinkable. It's better as it's warmed up. It was too yeah. cold when we opened it. I agree. Yeah. That kind of cola sweetness. Um, I kind of wrote. Uh, it's lost a little bit of its complexity. Uh, this. Something that I felt like, you know, used to be like a 20, 20 layer beer, and all of a sudden I'm tasting like two or three. It's gotten, yeah, yeah a little yeah. one dimensional. The uh, the cola and the alcohol was, you know, very upfront, you know, in this. Uh, but I definitely got the raisin and fig was uh, still very evident. Yeah, and a lot of sweetness still to it. Huh. Yeah, we've had a lot of things uh, like this, and these tend to lend themselves fairly well uh, to cellaring. Oh, it's a formidable scent. Yeah. Stings the nostrils. Um, in a good way. Uh, what's the uh, what's the beer of the Kaiser that has the blue ribbon on it? Um, I can't remember the name of that. But this reminds me of that beer um, as well. So Don't remember. Kaiser Sose? Uh, no. <laughs> so St. Bernardus ABT uh, 12 would probably be, if I had to guess, mm. um, kind of out of the blue, that would... Probably be uh, one of my choices. Similar, yeah. That's a good guess. Yeah, yep. that would probably be the one thing I would peg this. Um, it's a little bit past its prime. Yeah. I think it's almost like you held it just like a little too long. And it's interesting because it's not that old. It's maybe a year old at best. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's past its prime. I'm enjoying it now that it's warm. Like I could. Sit it warmed around, up well, uh, I think. You know. Well, we will reveal this beer um, when we dun, come dun, back dun. from the break, and you can uh, hang with us and hear all of our reactions. What do you think? You think you're going to go, oh, my gosh, that was it. That was not it. The people are going to be shocked. No. Mm. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll it's be right back. It's a cliffhanger, back. everybody. 
Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes, where Tim can never sing uh, <laughs> ever again. I agree with On that. On today's episode, we're going through a cellar brown bag, blind tasting. Each of our hosts has brought a beer from their cellar. We've thrown in a brown bag. We've tasted these without knowing what they are. Uh, we're giving our comments. We're revealing uh, what it is. And then we're uh, providing our suds rating is what we're doing. We're on beer number three out of the six we uh, have to go through today. We're kind of hustle along just a little bit. Is it time for the big segment. reveal? What's the big yep. reveal on pull, number three? Pull it out of the bag. It's, it's sitting there next pull to it, you. Yeah. Pull on it, Mike. I'm going to be closest to me. Real time. This is real radio. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sierra, Nevada. Sierra Nevada. Alpha Hot oh. Society. Uh, this is the Belgian-style Cherry Quad uh, from 2018. So mm-hmm. this just is about a year. Uh, that was a spring pickup. A so, spring pickup. Okay. Yeah, I picked that up probably March or so of last year. Mm. So, oh wow! So uh, I guess the f- my first reaction is, "Where's the cherry?" Yeah, it's yeah. very faint. <laughs> I don't uh, even get it at all. You know, that was not one thing. We didn't no, name I didn't any, get fruit. any cherry. Yeah. No fruit. No none of no yeah, fruit I, on this at all. Well, there were figs and yeah, yeah. Belgian really stone still. fruits and yeah, those sorts. But. The Alpha Hot beers. Almost every one I've got from them has been really good, if not exceptional. This is the only one. It's still a good beer, but it's not at the level of the others they produce. Uh, so did this seller well in your mind? No. No? It probably would have been better fresh. Huh. That's interesting because how many of us would have thrown a Belgian quad in a cellar? And oh, absolutely. Said, absolutely. We oh, yeah. yeah. A really good candidate. And actually, I was naming several great candidates mm-hmm. you know uh to, to do that with and it it does taste a lot like saint bernard's 12 though it did taste a lot better as it warmed up a bit, i think it, so. yeah I, I liked the way it tasted i don't think it was had off flavors mm-hmm. or anything it just no. wasn't no it wasn't bad there's just, there's nothing really wrong with it i just had much higher expectations yeah still and there's very, no cherry <laughs> for sure where our suds rating for the sierra nevada I'll name the whole thing. Cherry, quad, Sierra Nevada, Quad, Alpha Hop. Uh, I can barely read it. <laughs> Sierra Nevada, Alpha Hop Society, Cherry Quad. Is, uh, Agent Bourbon Barrels. Our such rating for that is going to be a three. Next up is beer number four. Dun, dun, dun. What do you guys think about this? The reveal. I thought the guy who brought it was a dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Booze Bomb was the first thing I wrote down. Really? Because that's what I wrote. Yeah. Really? No. <laughs> Stop looking at his paper. Stop cheating. Dark fruit, little peppery spice. I'm, I'm thinking it's like a Belgian double. Um, I did write Belgian. Uh, I actually thought it was barrel age, so um, of some kind. Wow. This thing, like if you taste it now, it is straight up candy. Hmm. Yeah. I, I thought at first Cherry it was muddled. I put muddled and weird sweetness, but maybe I'm too critical it of tastes, It tastes like one of those cherry candies. It is. There is some sweetness to it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh. it's just, it's an odd beer. Uh, this would have fit in with the seltzer show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> so, um, this beer smells funky. Can I have a new one, please? Yeah. Um, uh, kind of uh, this definitely sweet. Um, I did, got like some clove um, off this, um, something like that. And I was kind of playing with it. It's got sort of that cough drop kind of. Uh, yeah. Mm. Not the medicinal part, but just all the herbs and spices, like, you know, in the secret recipe. I think a uh, similar com- you know, comment about this. I felt like I was tasting something that was just a dwarf of whatever it was again. Um, I just, 
you know, I can't believe that this your, got better from whatever it was. Your beer's yeah. a dwarf. Yeah. Tim yeah, is saying I think this no. Is one, I think this is one that I should have uh, opened and drank probably when, when someone gave it to me. Hmm. The funny thing is I, I brought it to this share that I went met a bunch of college friends in North Carolina last weekend. And I brought this one and then I pulled it out. I was like, oh, we'll, we'll try this. And my buddy's like, I gave that to you. Mm. So I said, sorry. <laughs> I'll bring it. I'll bring it to someone else. <laughs> All right. So how, wait, first though, how old is this? Uh, I think it's a 2017. Okay. Huh. So yeah. about a year and a half old. Yeah, like I got that. it sometime last year. All right. All right. So this was this is from Pipeworks, and it's a White mm. Russian Imperial Milk Stout. Oh yeah, that's totally wow. my favorite. How the <laughs> heck is this an Imperial? What? It's a it's a uh, white stout with lactose, cacao, I was just coffee, about to and say, vanilla. Girlfriend. So I would never age a milk stout. I just would that would not be so, my natural choice. Well, also, the name of it is "Careful Man." There's a beverage here, so it's uh, an ode That's to the Big great. Lebowski. Yeah. Um, there you go. I like the, that. We were yeah, talking. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> we, we were talking uh, off mic earlier about why you age some beers. Why and were we talking off mic? That small. We we're talking about Mike. And there's that small category of like beers just kind of keep getting pushed to the side or the back and never. And it's one that yeah. I knew I would ah. not drink by myself. And I'm not going to open it and take this whole so thing down. So you decided to collectively torture us. Yeah. So I decided who to, to dump it on. Other than my, who no. do I, I hate th- more than Dave, Mike, and Kendall? I think this beer would have been good, fresh. Um, I think the flavor is all faded. And I don't muddled. think it's a bad beer. I yeah. just think it's, uh, it's, it's you can't. It's confusing. It's gotten a little one dimensional. The sweetness is so much that it's like it's hard to really grasp anything else. Yeah, uh, pastry stout, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe a milk stout as a pastry stout. I just there's just no way I would have stored a milk stout for more than six yeah. months. Well, I've stored was- like. 27 down 27 here. Right <laughs> in your cellar, huh? We're, we're going to do a giant milk stout uh, cellar show here in a couple months. <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing. Which one of these sucks the most? Yeah. Is that the name of that show? <laughs> That's the name of most of our shows. <laughs> huh. Interesting. So, right. uh, what do you think, Tim? Uh, would you have chosen the cellar of this after you're no, tasting it now? definitely not. Yeah. The lactose has definitely caught up with this, I think. That's what's all this sweetness, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, I, I say pastry stout because when you start throwing like more than three things into a stout, I call out a pastry stout. <laughs> and if it's a milk stout, it's going to be sweet. So that's exactly what a pastry well, Let's give our rating here uh, for the Pipeworks. Uh, hey, careful, man. Uh, there's a beverage here. Is uh, going to be a three. But this is the beer that tied the whole room together. <laughs> it really did. It you really united did. us in our hatred of you. For those of you that are uncultured, get some. Watch the movie, will you? <laughs> Just don't watch it on Shabbat. All right, that's all I got to say. <laughs> all get, right, uh, get you a toe by like three o'clock. Beer number polish. four. What'd you guys think about that? Oh, that was number four. What'd you think of number five? I'm sorry. I thought it was great. <laughs> Uh, I thought a dork brought it. My favorite of the flight. I actually wrote down Imperial Brown. That was one of my one of my uh, choices, Mike. Either that or some kind of a wee heavy. Um, I thought it was a barley wine or a triple. Hmm. I think you're all dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a nutty caramel 
caramelliness. Yeah, uh, I I really um, the thing sweet. I really I actually wrote down pleasing, very nice balance off this. This is uh, my favorite of the flight. I'll tell you, this beer is the oldest we've had so far, huh. by far. Hopefully, this is not one of those Heather Ales, because I, I don't think that would be a Heather. 2001, oh, J.W. Lee. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Um, really this great This is a beer. 2014, I think. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, so, um, do you guys think... I actually think this is a beer that improved with cellaring. Mm-hmm. If I had yeah. to guess... If it's that old and this good, and yes. I would have to say this is something that um, actually cellared fairly well. If I yeah. had to guess, it's probably pretty aggressive. You, you can think the cellar right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even uh, a broken clock is right twice. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, how about this, Tim? Can you tell what time it is? <laughs> <laughs> One o'clock again. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so. All right, we'll open it up, Tim. See what. Number so, five, Dave. You brought this one. Yep. Yep. So tell us, uh, tell us what this that is. That is here. the 2014 Rugbrod. I guess the that's brewery. how you say it from the brewery. Yeah, and it's a rye yep. aged in. Uh, it's a the, Danish style. How did we not guess it was a Danish yeah, come style? Come on, dude. Oh, we're totally a amateurs short here. Get your mind radio. right, huh. dude. Can't tell you Danish. So Kendall and I were looking the, at you, going, "I can't believe I got that that bad." What's the name of it? Rugbrod. 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 It's it's one of them Viking the, names. Um, yeah. The the line through it, not the umlaut. Yeah. It's well, got a nice we pronounce kind of, it with an umlaut, though. That's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good beer. To me, it's it got is a like a beer. kind of like an apple. And most of the brewery stuff flavor. ages pretty well. And okay. I do. Uh, you know, I uh, a lot of the brewery. Uh, you know, bottles that I have, especially the uh, the anniversary edition. Um, those are some Belgian strongs that I really uh, love going. Uh, the Poitier was probably one of my favorite um, from the brewery. Well, the uh, brewery beers age well also because they're 19% and you get 12 <laughs> of them when you're part of the society. And yeah. so everyone has well, that, I was 14 say that boxes The brewery, brewery is, is, a, is a brewery that I don't ever fear aging their beer. For the right. most part. Yeah. So I'll read uh, the description of this right off the label. It's a deep auburn colored, robust Danish style ale with spicy rye yep. and caramely uh, bready malts is what it says right here off the label. Caramely so, and bready. Dave, do you think this uh, cellared well? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we had another bottle of it. I'm trying to remember back four years. I barely remember four hours ago, but um I think it was a little. It was robust back then. I, don't, I wouldn't say it was over over the top or anything when it was fresh, but I think it's definitely one of those beers that a little mellowing helps out. I uh, I've had this beer fresh, um, you know, previously as well. I don't think I've cellared one of these, but I have to say I I agree. I think this was something um, that did really well, f- definitely for four years. Yeah. What was the ABV beer. on this? It's I, only eight percent. Yeah, yeah. So, Which is not huge. It's just but to I mean, age it's like, it up to two years. Well, so you can't follow directions. I don't. Uh, it also on it says I don't say read what? instructions because it knows this is a crazy beer. 
It's a, a Yule Yule Brig style dark rye ale. Yeah, Yule Brig for those for of you following at home in yeah, the BJCP. Follow that up. Uh, follow that up in your uh, homebrew guide. Yeah, it's yeah. BJCP style forty seven Q. I hear uh, Honky Tonk's going to be brewing one of those this year. <laughs> yeah, we brewed go. seven already. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're just trying to dial it in, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so um, weird. So, any other comments? Better or worse? Uh, Celery. Uh no, I think it was. I think it was better. Hmm. Okay. Me. Yeah. Or at least as good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Juliana did a great job she selling did. this beer. Well, I'm sitting on our cellar right now, so <laughs> hatching it. Yes. Yeah, I haven't had it fresh, but I think cellaring did not hurt that beer one bit. Yeah. Uh there are a ton of beers that I love from the brewery. Um definitely all the uh Twelve Days of Christmas series is uh, really amazing. Um that's uh, a vertical I go back to. Uh I haven't done it every year, but um, I don't know that they've released. Have they done all 12? I don't think they're up to 12 years. I think they're up to like 10. Um, but it's always interesting to sit down and kind of like taste, you know, all of those. Um, I like the uh, Six Geese Ling um, was, I thought, probably one of the better ones out of that series. Um, so uh, definitely um, really great choice. I, I really love this. Our Suds rating for the Brewery Rug Brood. Um, is going to be a four. Uh, Yay! Yay me. Um, all right, so beer number six. <laughs> what did you guys think about this Ooh, one? Baby. We're going to end on a high note. Yeah. yeah. This is the oldest beer of the flight today. Oh. Well, how smoky was it when it was first bottled? It would have killed you. <laughs> the first thing I wrote down was sweet. I was pegging it as a Be- uh, Belgian double. I think it mellowed a little bit as it warmed up, too. I said, for Pete's sake. Dun, dun, dun. It's smoky. Yeah. It is so smoky, you know? Really? Mike did not get the. Are you telling <laughs> no, me the I'm guy who the, hates smoke? I'm getting the smoke now. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I just. What are you smoking? God, I really hate this. I don't think it's a pleasant smoke though. It almost it's tastes pungent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like it's almost oxidized. But that might be playing off of each other. I actually wrote past yeah. prime on this, mm-hmm. and this was it's my very least well favorite out of the four. It's got to yeah. be Pete, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Pete. I will say Pete, that uh, our scores, you know, across were absolutely the most diverse, you know, uh, for this particular beer. So. Uh, we didn't wind up with one. Uh, I was rating. Accord. I was rating with my heart. Is this the JWE and Pete? Yeah, <laughs> from nineteen eleven. Uh, all right, uh, Tim, you have the bottle there closest to you. Why don't you dig the big reveal? This is on the twenty twelve twenty first anniversary Schlafly single malt Scotch. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, how many people got that right? Raise your hand. Nobody. Me. <laughs> Give us the buzzer. <laughs> that was pretty bad. None of us even came remotely close to that. I would never peg this Scotch ale. Wow. Well, think about it, though. I mean, we can't get past Pete. the Pete. <laughs> what That's you? True. What uses Pete? Everybody. Scotch. Scotch. Mm. Not all scotches use Pete. Well, so, so it's Pete. Smoked malt is not a that is not a common is not thing used in, in scotch ales. A lot of beer, yeah, I mean, so. yeah. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got so busted I, in a homebrew competition. I was say I worked at a homebrew <laughs> store, and the bin that held the peat smoked malt said "stinky malt." That is what ever referred. Malt. You eat it, and you're not getting that taste in your mouth for at least a day. So uh, better <laughs> aged or not aged, everybody. I mean, I don't I'm going to vote no. Uh, it's hard to say. I'm going to say this yeah, did not get better not. with age. 
But maybe it did. I don't know what it would have tasted like fresh. <laughs> oh, I taste. I've tasted uh, their uh, Scotch Ale fresh, but it's the a Scotch Ale in, not maybe in that Scotch, one, but yeah, in Scotch whiskey barrels. Mm. Yeah, that was rough. Well, let's talk about our uh, rating here for the Schlafly. All right, let's just give it what you guys want to give it. It's a sud rating of two. God, you guys are ridiculous. Is he going away pouting? It sure does sound like it. Yes. Yeah. He does not sound like it. I would go home right now. You got the best and the worst award. Congratulations. Well, I really hope everybody enjoyed our discussion here on uh, Cellar Beers today. You know, this is a really cool experiment. I would encourage everybody to uh, take, you know, take some of our comments about, you know, cellaring beers, kind of a crapshoot, isn't it? Don't share them with your friends, <laughs> <laughs> or dump them off on your friends. Oh yeah, this is five years old. Oh yeah, yeah. like uh, somebody did today. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was actually <laughs> six years old. <laughs> Let's wrap up for today. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. You can always. Find us where you found this episode, uh, right uh, right where you found us today, on radio, satellite, uh, online, on iTunes, Google uh, Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, nearly any place you can listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find this show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google. Play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And we love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day. That's why they're daily. At Sip, Suds, Smokes, and our Facebook page is always a buzzing with lots of news. Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. Well, I want to thank our co-hosts for being here. Good old boy, Dave. Hey, thank you for letting me be here again. <laughs> In my house. Check out uh, Dave's uh, daily uh, 60 second beer reviews on uh, Instagram and Alexa. Yeah. I'm on Alexa right now. Kendall, I know you have a great blog. Why don't you tell everybody about your blog? Yeah, my wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beerbanks3.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Thank you for being here. Timmy, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for letting me out of the cellar to talk about cellar beers. Are you sure she's not going to put you back in there? Oh, she is, yeah. (laughs) Well, this is good old boy Mike. I want to thank you for joining us today. Come back, join us once again, and I am going to ask you to keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.